0: hello and welcome to this week's weaving web 3 with me james me chris and me stash this week we're going to be talking about some people's favorite topics not mine but some people's we're going to talk about nfts uh, a few of the big projects that mainly these two boys have been involved in about what do we think is the future for nfts what's the functionality where are they headed and what's going to happen to them i'm probably going to let these two take charge this week because i am not an artistic boy Um, I the art bit of the world is really interesting. I'd love to help you with your tax on it, but the art itself is not so much me. Um, I don't know if Stash or Chris would like to kick us off and just sort of explain to everyone what an NFT is, how they can get one, and that sort of thing. Go for it, Chris. You're doing your masters in it, so just
1: take it. No, 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 masters. I'm doing my final project. My final project, sorry. Um, I am actually creating. My own NFT collection, so not not that it's going to be worth anything or anything. Um, yeah. But NFT uh, is a non-fungible token. So basically, it is a token on the blockchain can be tracked and stuff. And yeah, it's basically you can't.
0: It's like having right. you know, a piece of Let's art. It's like having a piece of art with a digital signature on it. So yeah, somebody's done yeah. some art. So it's
1: and... like a piece of art with um with a digital signature on it. So basically, you, it's a one of one. Basically, you have that one, and they there are lots of collections out there. There are lots of different functionalities to um having NFTs. So from there's all sorts from being part of a community uh, of holders to earning tokens which can be associated with crypto um and yeah so there's a wide variety of functionality out there and there's also a lot of scams uh a lot of scams a lot of rug pulls um so i guess this episode is also to help you out to try and identify those things like to start off with right because a lot of people that i know for one thought nfts were a scam and then they didn't see the potential in NFTs, um, and it sort of sort of adds toxicity to the environment, I guess. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know, what do you think, Stash?
2: Well, I absolutely agree with you. Like, NFTs, I think, have, have got the worst reputation in the world. Like, a, a picture of, like, some cartoon animal is worth a million pounds. Where 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 does someone come from your normal life to hear that uh board Ape is worth a million? you're like what the how where where what where is this value coming from? What is it like for in that case, um it's a community a super hyper elite communities that host events, meet celebrities, go yacht parties and that's what ticket is basically a ticket to luxury, but uh, the technology behind nfts, is like for me, like once I understood, is mind blowing because it is literally the authenticity on on an immutable blockchain that could never be changed. Like uh, in England, there's like a thing with, called Ticketmaster where people sell scam tickets on and fake tickets, resellers, and where people will go to events and be like, hang on a second, this isn't actually a real ticket because this is all people can create. It's
1: not Ticketmaster, that's where go
0: go. Oh, sorry, yeah.
1: Yeah, go, go. yeah Ticketmaster is the
0: official one. Yeah, yeah, Ticketmaster's almost a monopoly, if I'm honest. Yeah,
1: but, yeah. I, I, I agree, Ticketmasters are scam artists, but for <laughs> different reasons.
2: <laughs> but in but, that yeah. case, you could be like, this ticket is official, let's say, a football ticket that is not scam that will let you in entry. Like, there is no way to cheat the system kind of thing. Yeah.
0: So so, so just, just to clarify, on, what, with the what? NFTs, so we talk about a couple of things with the, what is the functionality of the NFT? So like Chris said, there's a digital one of one, which is good for art, where obviously you get fakes and forgeries. And they're then also useful where Stasha said where you can have a fake ticket, or or when you want someone to have something exclusively. Like a gated so...
2: community or discourse. Like, for example, certain NFT projects give you the premium access to, let's say, um, I don't know, exclusive events, going to like I said, these parties or but... like my boss at work
0: has an NFT that allows him into a private members club in London. Oh, wow. So That's... there's yeah, things so like it's, that.
1: It's basically like a digital ticket to an event, right? It's kind of. In, into a club, into a specific club. Uh, by buying an NFT in this community, you enter into this community and you have a ticket and you are part of the club, right? Um, however the amount of innovation going into it depends from project to project, right? So a lot of these projects, some of them want to make games, right? So we've got things like Axie Infinity. Axie Infinity is an NFT game, right? Where you can, you get these little Axie things and um, you breed them and then you can like play with them in this game. I'm pretty sure it's available on the app store. Um, And you get tokens, From them as well and if you see like their tokens are doing really well like it is the first proper successful i guess play to earn sort of nft game right Hmm. and a lot of there's a lot of scams out there like i recently watched um uh what's this video by a guy called copyzilla on youtube where he was talking about um an nft game that logan paul wanted to do oh yeah right yeah i i and it's insane like th- the fact that they sold so much of this zoo token and that they have associated with their nft collection and these eggs which were meant to hatch to do something similar like the Axie Infinity game right so you were meant to hatch them you would be able to get like tokens from like um basically you'd breed them you could breed them you'd get different like artworks different rarities stuff like that and he just like so he just abandoned the project as soon as like on launch day basically so they they sold all this stuff they sold all the tokens they gained, they got like a percentage of the token available and they just basically dumped it and stuff like that um but yeah that's me going on a bit of a tangent about nft games you've got other projects however that are just they outright say it's a PFP project. A PFP is a profile picture, right? So you've got a cool picture of like a bunny, a bear, something like that, right? It's on the blockchain. It's yours for sure. That's the only picture. I mean, sure, the the amount of times you get, like, especially in NFTs, oh, but I can just right-click it and save it. Oh, I've just stolen the NFT. It well, doesn't work was... like that uh, yeah. But, but
0: you, you can get a print. You can get a print of the Mona Lisa for exactly. two quid and put it on your wall. And, and that's that's, the thing. that's what everyone. That's the whole thing, right? Is art is not valuable. Art is valuable because people think it's pretty, right? That, that canvas and the oil and the paints do not have intrinsically a value that is massive. Somebody has used their artistic abilities to create something that people enjoy that's got value. Now, is there discernibly that much difference than what your eye enjoys between a high quality print of the Mona Lisa and the original? No. But there is an exclusivity that the original created by the master painter, etc., is in your hands. Yeah. And that's where this value comes from. And that's what the whole thing I explain to people with NFTs. Look, a lot of it is bragging rights. A lot of it is I hold the original one of one. It doesn't matter how many copies of the Mona Lisa are out there. The Louvre have got the original, and that's what people want to see. Now I know it's slightly different because obviously it hasn't been hand painted or whatever in the NFT space. Yeah, but...
1: digital art is digital art. So, like saving a picture will be an exact copy of it, sure. Yeah. However, you won't have the like proof authenticity, right? Authenticity mm. is key. Like you see it in every single community. You see it in sneakers, right? People pay thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds for shoes where you can get basically a one-of-one replica from a Chinese market or like a special a specific person who knows how to make these things and you could get it for like 50 quid
0: it's just uh, it's just how luxury brands function isn't it like how how much better is a Hugo Boss suit than a suit you can buy from TM Lewin Right. Mm-hmm. Or or wherever. Right. The TM Lewin suit is going to be 250 quid. The Hugo Boss suit might be two, two grand. Now, I'm sure that somebody would go, no, the quality is so much different. OK, okay it might be. Maybe the materials cost twice as much, but you're, the majority of what you're paying is for who's designed it, who's mm-hmm. made it and what names on there. uh, Do you know what I mean? That's it. And that's what I think with the NFTs is that where the value comes from is the fact that it's the exclusivity, it's the brand. Like you guys said, the Board Your 8 Club, they gave out lots of those to very high-profile celebrities in exactly the same way that big brands do with, like, um, do you guys remember Gal Gadot? That drama on Twitter? Where she was uh, Huawei, I think. She was, like, their lead brand sponsor when she'd just done Wonder Woman.
1: Yeah,
0: and Marquez Brownlee, the YouTuber, tweeted out that she was promoting this Huawei phone, and it on in the metadata of the tweet it said from iPhone. So she was doing her brand stuff from her iPhone, tweeting about how good her Huawei was, and he posted about it. It absolutely blew up. But it's like that's all it is at the end of the day. The same with the Board Your Eight Club; they gave them away to very wealthy people because that's who they want you to think is using them. The reality is they're getting paid to promote something i think that's one bit that people need to realize so so there's so especially with board ape your club board ape your
1: club was one of the earlier collections right um they started off as a pfp collection just
0: a load of different apes right Um, sorry chris could you explain to me quickly when you talk about collections and pfp what do you mean by both so... so
1: PFP, as I said, um, is profile picture. So it's just a picture, basically. They're saying this is just a picture. It doesn't have necessarily any utility. You are part of the community because you own this picture. Um, and so basically you're part of the club.
0: And, and are, the, are the PFPs generally the same image with attributes on them?
1: Yes. So there's a base image for all of them. Same with Bored Apes, same with pretty much everything, uh, especially in the PFP sort of thing. Um, there's a base image or structure, and then there's different attributes, with different rarities. Um, so I don't know, maybe there's a specific hat, but there's only two of them on two different ones. Um, but it's like a random assortment. So, with the, so with basically, the board... when you're... Sorry, when you're creating... Um, your nft collection you will have the base image and you'll have let's say 500 different like accessories and stuff like that with different levels of rarity towards them to to them and you'll put them in an algorithm the algorithm will generate ten thousand different combinations of these attributes with the base image and they will be your nfts
0: right yeah and that in itself is creating further exclusivity within the exclusive group, isn't it? Because they go this attribute because there's only two of it. Even if it looks rubbish, it doesn't actually matter because if it's rare, it's then more valuable. Normally, so, they yeah, do it.
2: fifty-five ETH for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But so yeah. So then, when you talk about a collection, Chris, a collection is that ten thousand of that one image, with all the little different attributes yeah so so as well as
1: that a lot of them have like specific like i don't know legendary ones right special ones which um adds a more of a lottery factor to it right a lot of people so with a lot of projects what happens is um there's a mint. there's there's so yeah let's let's talk the sort of lifespan of an NFT project here so you go from making all the social media Well, that's how a lot of these projects go, right? Make the social media, they make the Discord, they make everything, they develop hype, they try and develop hype um, on different levels of sort of um, success, right? So they they hype it up, they put a roadmap out, um, which specifies what they as a company want to achieve with this NFT the hype is created the nft goes to mint you mint the nft there is a pre-reveal period where you can trade your nfts so basically you mint an nft if you've got like a whitelist which means early access to be able to mint the nft um you can sort of mint it for the base price that they have set and then if it's quite a hyped nft then you can instantly sell it for like a decent profit. Okay. Yeah. Uh I didn't hear you, Stash. What did no, you no, say? No, yeah, I was just agreeing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people what they do is they grind in the Discords, they get whitelists to these projects, which whitelists are given out based on like contribution to the project and stuff like that. All through the hype thing, or they're given out through Twitter giveaways, stuff like that. So they'll do that. They'll mint the project. And then they'll get the pre-revealed NFT and they'll just sell it straight away because they know they're going to make a profit. Others, with this lottery aspect of I could get a rare one, I could get, like, a legendary one, um, they buy it, they wait for reveal, and then 99.9% of people end up with, like, or 99% basically end up with something that they're like, ah. I didn't get the one that I wanted or I didn't get like a really good one. Hmm. Okay. And then there's a dump. So that's the thing. Like, Ooh, you, but I mean, a lot
2: of the time there is like on some hype project, you after the real people be like, shit, this is great. And the, they just the price just keeps skyrocketing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There, there is that aspect as well. So it really depends from project to project. Um, but if you hype it up for the wrong reasons or you have the wrong sort of community involved, you're just sort of setting yourself up for failure because what they're going to do is they're going to try and get the really good ones that they know that they can sell for a lot of money and if they don't get it, they're just going to dump it straight away. They're just going to be like, okay, sell it. I don't want to be involved in this community. I don't believe in it. Um, so there's like a level of like trying to have gain hype and keep the hype but you also need to back up the hype, right? Because people are hyped up about your project because they think it's something really cool. You're doing something really cool that I guess no one else has done or like you're building something that they want to be involved in. You need to have some way of like keeping them on board. Um, And that's where projects do well. So we've got things like, as you said, Board Ape Yacht Club. Board Ape Yacht Club is kind of, a bit of an outlier because it was one of the early NFTs. People like early NFTs. Mm. <laughs> they like to be like, oh, this one was the first one. There's there's literally a um collection of rocks which were minted like I think there's a hundred of them, uh ETH rocks or something like that. Uh, they were minted like back in 2018 or something like that, really early in the NFT space. And I think they've sold for something like 70 just because they're one of the first projects. Like, you're literally paying for a picture of a rock that someone drew. (laughs) drew. (laughs) Um, But Border York Club have that on their back, that they were an early collection of um, PFPs. They kind of... I'm not going to say that they did it first, because I don't know that, but they were one of the early collections, and they have built on that. So they've built a lot of different things. So they've released, like, the Mutant Apes... Uh, where so basically they did like a serum which you could combine with your ape and you could create the mutant tape which now have a floor price of something like 15 so and they have really um jumps on really
2: that
1: incentivized holding so they they didn't start off with the token they created their token ape coin and if you were a holder of a um board ape you got something like 30k of their token, like mm. 30k fiat. So we're talking like 30,000 yeah. pounds worth of this token just for being a holder. If you just had the mutant, so they even rewarded people who got in late, who decided, oh, I want to buy a mutant tape because I can't afford a board ape. Um, you got something like 10k straight up. like, And they have built and they've shown over and over again that why they are the number one project, right? They've it was got like loads of collaborations. Yeah. Go, go on, Sash. sorry. I no, 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 they like, also
2: created the, like, the other verse, which they were basically going to use their funds to create their own blockchain, basically, because they did that mint, where it basically caused the gas prices that you pay for transaction fees to be in the hundreds and thousands. Not sorry, not hundreds and thousands, I'm mean, like, yeah. like hundreds of pounds and, like, thousands just to, like, so basically, it literally broke the Ethereum network. It didn't stop it or anything, but because people want to just do, let's say you want to swap 100 quid of USDC into ETH, you'd be paying like a thousand pounds just to make a hundred pound transaction. And you're just like, hang on a second. You we were thinking like they definitely need to create their own blockchain and stuff like that. Yeah. So was, like, like, it was like,
1: the, the Tez, it
0: was a Tezards product on Tezards on the Tezos blockchain it's like one of the first nft projects they had i know when that launched it was like the biggest test that blockchain had ever had so like the nfts do put a lot of pressure on blockchains because of the immediacy because normally as well you get um sort of like you said a lot of times people will sell and all their nfts will be sold for like with the reveal ones say they're 15 quid each for the whatever launch There's 4, 4 like you guys said as soon as they all come they'll all come live at the same time won't they yeah <laughs> At which point there's a massive rush for people to sell or people to see what they've got, what's the value. And you think it's a lot of people transacting all at once. Could be like you said, 10,000 odd, all trying to do the same thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's that's what you get with the the hype projects, basically. um, We talked about this in the SUI video, right? The the gas, right? So gas is dependent on how it's part of, especially on the Ethereum network um it basically is taken when you do a transaction on the ethereum network right depending on how busy the network is you can pay more gas for a higher priority for your transaction to go through Mm -hmm. Um, and it like it basically the 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 ethereum that is taken in gas gets given to the people staking on the ethereum network and stuff like that it's sort of like a cyclical thing right it's a reward system yeah um, however, yeah, it sort of props up the economy of the whole thing. Um, so gas, basically, especially for these high projects, you see 100,000 people are trying to get, trying to mint this project. Like it's, it becomes a gas war. So gas war is a term that is used a lot in NFTs. Um, and gas wars basically mean that whoever pays the most gas gets the NFT, right? So there are people who end up paying, as Stash said, thousands of pounds just in gas to get an NFT, which is initially worth uh, yes. being sold as for three hundred quid, let's say. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. But on that value to have those rare ones, because some people are then selling the NFTs that was actually worth three hundred quid now for like tens of thousands. So you're like
1: that's the thing if if it's a hype project if it's a hype project then you kind of consider the gas fee as part of the cost of entry right so someone pays 1,300 pounds because they paid gas it's an exaggeration obviously a thousand pounds in gas is very very like like rare you're not really going to come across that but yeah let's say someone's paid 1300 pounds because of the gas to be included in this project they're doing that because they believe that even at 1300 pounds they're going to make a profit on it yeah
0: and it's, it's like you said chris as well there's a real time element to it because at hit, hit point here it's worth nothing 6 hours in it might be up here and 12 hours in it could be down here yeah, and yeah. you think so you need to be in that first peak because if you do, yeah. it might never come up, particularly if it's one where everyone's revealing at the same time, it, because a lot of people are going to try and yeah, sell. So not,
1: normally, they have like a 24 hour period between mint and like reveal or something like that. May, sometimes it's longer, sometimes it's a week. They And I guess this is also depends on the project. They take a creator fee, right? So each transaction or each sale of their NFT, they take a cut as a creator, as the creator of the project. So it's also a way of, like, raising money for the project. Mm-hmm. So let's say, I don't know, for example, the Trump NFTs that we were talking, right? Yeah. So let me go on Trump. Well,
2: there was actually a bit of news. Like, the actual owners of the NFT collection minted 1,000 of them for free. So Really? Like it was, it, that's why the floor price suddenly went down, because someone was like, hang on a second. The guys who created this NFT was selling their NFTs, basically... On to the mar- open market, and people were buying them at inflated prices. And you're like, "Hang on a second, that is some scammy." That stuff. whole thing reached. It, it, it is all a scam, but they're still at 0.2 ETH, and I'm just like, "This is just."
1: I mean, so we we said right, we said last week um, or two weeks yeah. ago on our Trump chat, uh, we were like, "Check back and see what we're at." Um, so I think we were at 0.45. Then, yeah,
0: yeah. And um, it'd been point six ETH earlier in the day.
1: Yeah, it's now at point one
0: five
1: nine. Yeah, price. So we're talking going for. Shows
2: you how quickly hype can die down and kill like yeah. the price. Like well, you, you'd be like, "Oh my god, I purchased this Trump NFT for eight hundred quid. Now it's worth two hundred quid." Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the
1: thing. It's worth one hundred eighty nine dollars. So yeah, mm. there was worth hundred and eighty nine dollars, which is. around double what you would have paid but that's hilarious
0: that's still like an 180 percent return yeah you know what i mean for a project that is literally some of those images are they they took shutterstock images and photoshopped bits out yeah because i saw one that had um one of the belts still had the s from shutterstock on it on the bottom of the s because they thought it was part of the buckle whoever had edited it out you could still see it and someone would put the Shutterstock image oh next God. to it. So stuff like that, and you just think, like, there's no value in it. And I think I think those are the sort of projects that give it, NFTs a really bad name. Absolutely. Have you, yeah. have you guys got any NFT projects you've seen that have really good quality art that you'd like to share? And communities that I'm part of, yes. I 100%. Have you got something we could have a look at, Stash? Because I just yes, want to show you people. Because Chris so, has explained sort of what Board Yachts, uh, Board Yacht club board 8 Club looks like. Board 8 Yacht Club. Yeah, board at your club, the other way, oh, however it lands. I, then monkeys with hats. Um, it'd be really useful to sort of show people what he's talking about there with the different attributes. And then also, I think it'd be really useful to show that, you know, there are actually some people who are very creative doing it.
1: Yeah.
0: Because like, what Chris has said is is strikes me, and I don't know if you boys will agree or disagree, that seems to me like a tech boy's way of making art. Mm. if you ask a tech bro, oh, we're going to make some art, what would you do? He'd go, I'll do a base model and then I'll do a load of attributes that they'll all get assigned out. Because I feel like mm. if you asked artists, not many of them would choose that model. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I get what you mean. Yeah. So I just think it's nice to sort of balance it up and show people what you mean with the profile picture ones and then also some more artsy ones.
1: However, before we move on, sorry, I just wanted to make this point as well. So... Mm-hmm a point that from the first nft expert that i went to was brought up a lot was the fact that nft right gives the it gives sort of the control back to the creator so if you are an artist and you put your um your artwork up as an nft it is like you are selling your original artwork but you get 100% of the profits and also it makes the um it makes the marketplace worldwide so if mm. you're just a local artist from africa let's say you have access to a computer but prices for artwork in your area you're not going to make very much right? you can put this up and make one from like one of your drawings or one of your pieces of art that goes so much further in a place like africa then hmm. it was here and it sort of levels the playing field which is one thing that I really, really like about NFTs it gives control back to the artist and it also levels the playing field worldwide it's not like an elitist thing of you can sell a canvas a blank canvas in America for a million quid yeah sort of thing <laughs> I think um, and
0: like you said as well Chris that they'll get a kickback so in their yeah. smart contract they'd say oh 10% of sale price comes to me Exactly. So,
1: so any time that your piece of artwork is sort of transferred, then you always get
0: a kickback. You always A royalty, get a isn't it? Yeah, a... a royalty. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Anyway, which, which Sorry, is... go, go answer.
0: No, no, no. I, I, that was actually a great point, Chris, because I think that's really important for people to understand that it, it is actually beneficial to lots of people to do art online.
1: Yeah, regardless of these people who take advantage of the system in order for to benefit their themselves and the scam right like in in sort of like the heart of it like there is a much better way of sort of it's a much better way of selling art and having a worldwide marketplace for that
0: it's it's also a good way of actually weirdly owning designs so like if you own the nft for a design or whatever If you were to go out and put that on a shirt, I'm not exactly sure how actually the copyrights work. So some of them in the NFT collection, they will give you full
2: exclusive, like full rights to your NFT collection. So you could literally, like some of these brands encourage you to do like different, um, like create companies, use their things as logos. Like when you go to one of the projects I'll talk about, Alien Friends, like they've got people that've created a coffee company, a beard oils, and they've got like the Alien Friend logos and like, it was literally their one year anniversary, and they were saying like all these people that have like used their things because then they get when they build their company, they you can apply from support from the actual community. So some people make donate money, or you can use like the like the NFT platforms Twitter that may have like a hundred thousand viewers, and you're like bam, you already have like a player base of people to be engaged with. So it's what when you look at a collection, you may actually be like hang on a second these guys offer grants if you 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 may be like i like this logo i'm going to use that and be like apply for a grant and you get it is the sense of community that's what i think the best thing about the nft collections is is if you the few projects that could literally are empowering other people to get like their independence and like build their lives essentially
0: but there's there's a couple of things as well with the nft sort of on that vein where i think for example, if Chris does a beautiful NFT bit of art, right, and he owns the copyright on that, with how much better APIs are getting, with how much better AIs are getting, with how much better video and photo AI regeneration is be- is getting, it I don't think it's inconceivable that within the relatively new future, Chris could have his piece of art, unique piece of art, as an NFT owned, and that also be linked into his intellectual property and mm-hmm. this was a piece of art created by me right all signatured off i don't think it's that far away before chris could go scour the internet for this image with like a google lens type oh, search absolutely. and raise any patent or patent complaints but do you know what i mean ip issues with other companies well this so is one thing-, thing talking about the screenshots
2: like someone uh, can screenshot it and then you're like hang on a second that's my picture i own the ownership see you later give me money because you've and, been using it.
0: And that and particularly the thing I thought about was uh like fashion brands and things. Cause uh, like and, and are there places where somebody does a really cool bit of art and somebody sees it, and they go, Oh, we'll put that on a t shirt or yeah. knock off merchandise or whatever. Um, and you think, well, actually, I I made that design. You know, do you know what I mean? So th- I think there is that functionality there. It's maybe a bit big brother about it. But I also thought with you know, fashion brands, um, It would be cool if, for example, a company, I'm I'm sure people do this, a fashion brand like Gucci released a 100 NFT collection and they go actually buy our NFT and we'll send you a T-shirt with the logo on it, we'll send you uh, something else with it on there. I don't think as well that could be something where they lick in physical fashion and goods with these NFTs Mm -hmm. and sort of, because we're talking about exclusivity, that sort of a brand Doing that sort of deals can be something very interesting.
2: Yeah. Dude, so, you have launched a few similar things like that? And like, I don't. Know yeah, there are, know there about. are
0: things like that.
2: Tiffany's yeah. with the punks. You got like your own punk as a Tiffany necklace or a bracelet.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think I think they're great ideas, like d- doing bits like that. Because as much as the digital world is great, I think it's nice to have something physical on it. I I definitely think so. Like having your a particular t-shirt or whatever with it because there's a, the thing with the nfts is like we had a look at chris's collection just a bit earlier and he's got some really cool art in there that it's but it is like some of it's really cool art and i'm sure like it was a was it Hyacinth bear you had chris i was like that yeah. would look absolutely awesome just on a, as a square on a T tee like, yeah. and, uh, like stuff like that and just like it looks looks awesome uh, it's a sort of l- 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 like design whatever you'd see in, like an urban outfitters And you'd be like, "Yep, that's on the back of a T-shirt and that looks cool. And just to give people the option of being like, no, I'll buy that and then I'll get a cool T-shirt with it or whatever. Just seems seems like a good idea to me.
1: Yeah, no, no, definitely. Like, I really support the sort of having the IP to your entities and being able to do things like that. Um, So what you were saying about t-shirts, like, I don't know, a Gucci t-shirt or something like that. Um, One of my other projects that I'm involved in have something similar where you buy their merch from them, mm-hmm. but you can, like, put input the code of your sappy seal. And so it's, like, customizable and they print the merch with your seal on it. Mm. Um, yeah. So, like, th- there are definitely things like that, that that have been thought of and stuff like that. And it's all about sort of, especially with projects, right? It's all about, like, knowing that they're supporting the the founders, the people that are involved, the developers, they're supporting the project and working on it, and also sort of supporting the community, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, we were saying about cool artwork that... Uh, Stash was
2: going to show us some energy. Yeah, so I I have two projects that I really love right now. They're called Alien Friends, and the other one is Freelanders. So basically, both of them are essentially a PFP, but at the beginning. But they've started to be a sick community, a great group of friends, uh, active users, and they are building their own brand. So I like Freelanders a lot because. You know, with mutant apes, you had just one kind of ape with loads of different types, and then it, all it had is different aptitude, attributes. But with freelanders, basically, they have like this DNA template of like ten different types of caricatures, and then like hundreds of different like um, traits,
0: like different expressions that so, like you can see. This it's, collection here, Stash, is like Chris was saying with the the profile pictures isn't it where there's although you've explained the different base models this is that sort of a collection isn't it yeah and one thing that i also use
2: is like a extension called trait sniper where it also um does like an analysis and ranks each of the nfts as like how rare they are based on like their different traits so you can see this one in blue is rank 946 out of uh basically a thousand and then i can be like oh i'll click out on the ten
1: thousand
2: Oh, sorry out of 10,000 and then you would be like it will say all these traits and be like oh this trait is selling at 0.2eth and you can yeah, see the, the one... floor
1: price other than this one is 0.2eth yes. right yeah
2: and then you can be like i i'm betting on this project because i think it's got a sick community and like they're building a lot of things like they've got they had a collab with H&M that they basically they have like all their three landers um clothes pretty cool much like i would wear this like Mm. this is in america unfortunately not in the uk but like i would literally wear the hell out of some of these clothes so like these collections aren't just nobodies like a they are building they've got like a, a mini games where you can send your alien friends on adventures and my favorite thing of all that i recently found out that they have their own like um themes uh, and like uh, basically songs that they I can't play right now because they're really loud, but they are so sick and chill to jam to and like do your work. Like, I don't know if I can. play But like they have created their own songs. I don't know if you can hear this, but like I listen to these nonstop. Can you hear this? No. Oh, OK. Well, but you should definitely check out. But like you could take you guys on like um adventures like to different worlds to collect like potions, materials to like craft like spaceships, and then there's like that element to it, like they're actually doing more than oh, you just like a profile picture. Like it is great, but I think
0: there's a lot more to NFTs than people definitely. maybe realize.
2: That's what, yeah, definitely. And like it gives you like the stories and like how there's like legendary ones and how to like what they roadmaps are and they they literally tell you like okay we've done all this they're going to be like doing your reward systems to like reward people they had like meetups in the discord and like in person and like i love this project because i love this goofy kind of animation stuff and like i had this idea be like i really want one of my three landers embroidered on a t-shirt because i think that would look so sick kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah. and that's like my kind of vibe so I'm like 10 out of 10 for that. And the other one, which is a similar kind of art style, is Alien Friends. They were like, they blew up massively, like and like during like the bull market. And then just like a similar to Three Landers, but they're I think they're quite much bigger and more of an established project than Three Landers. But basically with these guys, you can you get like spaceships, you do like little events, like you stake your things to get coins. Like, with this, guys, you have IP grants. You can, like, create these companies. Mm. And I will show you, like, the marketplace. It's so cool. Like, these people, they're they businesses, just essentially. You're investing into,
1: like... The business, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, so, like, here you can see the beard oils. Some guy has created beard oils, and he's got um, alien friends with beards. And it's like, hang on so that's so cool. Like, they've got merch... Just spin up companies and like some guys created like a UFO kind of thing, alien friends themed in the UK to stay in. Yeah. You can redeem this by just literally owning these NFTs. And, and so
1: what you can get these things with the coins?
2: Yeah, with the get coins that game. you have, like the listings, what you can buy whitelists when they come out. They have like their own like uh marketplace to buy the NFTs, and like there's this uh there's another collection where you can um basically bid by tickets for like a one of one pfp but this by this quite big nft artist and you're mm-hmm. like which gives you that exclusivity that cool thing and yeah like these these nft collections aren't just pictures they are a brand they earn money from this and they do collabs and like There's a lot more community behind it. It is, definitely. And I just, I think it's something that people need to just look and go into because they don't understand that this is
0: literally more than a picture. How would you advise Stash that people find these projects and get into it? Like, How do you do it? How would you think people should get into it? Because for me, I've never really invested in NFTs. So, I mean, I can ask Stash because he's lovely and friendly. And you can ask Stash too as well by putting anything in the comments. Or by, uh, by sending us an email to weavingweb3 at gmail.com. Or,
1: or by kidnapping You can always. Or by kidnapping
0: stuff. <laughs> <you're Yeah>. <laughs> so, like, uh, hey, OpenSea Stash, is tell
1: the me place. what NFT to buy.
0: But, like, obviously, it'd be really useful to ask you, Stash. But, like, where else do you sort of look and how do you find things?
2: So, like, there's loads of. Number one place is I would go to first is OpenSea because that is the basically the first big tradable. A marketplace for nfts and the nice thing that they have is they have at the very bottom educational little things of what's an nft what a crypto what it's like we're talking about gas fees how to buy things and it that's the one number one thing you should do before you buy anything before you even think of investing understand what it is what the technology is and after you do that you can let's say look at the top collections because usually the top collections right now are like the most established ones, like CryptoPunks. Obviously, I don't think you can afford uh, uh, one for like 16 ETH, but you can kind of see, click on these main top collections and understand them. What do they bring? Why are they at the top? And then you can start researching and going down the list and be like, oh, hang on a second. What is this project? What is this community? What are they trying to do kind of thing? I think you need to start from the top and work your way down. And then you...
1: you can you can see actually just in that um that board Ape yacht club other deed by other side board eight kennel club Mutinate yacht club I'm not sure about Jimmy yacht club I think that's the new a uh, new one they're that's all probably by the a scam. scam as it might be a scam but it might be another one but they're all piggybacking owned by board Ape yacht club yeah they're they're all sort of You can see how successful they are. So how successful it just shows because they're all in the top 10. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: So yeah, that's what I would do. And like, for me, (coughs) I want a sense of community. And like, one thing I think is really important when you personally is when you go on a collection, you're like, how many of these users are unique? So usually on OpenSea, you will have basically 50% of the holders are unique. So... There's over uh, 5,000 people that are actively participating. Like, like Obviously, sometimes people are, are in these communities, but they can't afford to have these NFTs. But it shows you the diversity. The more I personally think the more diverse a community is, the better and more successful it will be. That's how, why 4Date Yoko is so successful, because they've, okay, the easiest way to say it's franchise their brand into multiple different new variants and stuff like that to encourage those people that may not be able to afford it. So you, you just onboarding the community and having that worldwide presence is just going to be something that enables like a project to be successful. Mm-hmm. And like, like you say, you always tell me um, is how is this business going to make money? Because if there's no way of generating revenue, it's going to collapse. So that's why like these collaboration with these big brands and like, and like releasing sub collections that, aren't just oh it's just a sub collection we need a quick money they have useful things that you need like for example you need uh, a plot of land to enable you to go on adventures or harvest certain products to make your things better or like mutate your nft which creates like a whatever so there is that story building process it can't just be like here we go we're just going to throw some random things at you so yeah yeah It it is a long process i don't think it's i would say i've been in this for 3 years and it's i still don't know anything i learn stuff all mm. the time like it is like with education with anything in life you're not just going to get it straight away you may be that lucky 1% that bang you got it all but it, you yeah. need to take your time with it like don't stress out that you don't understand what an nft is in like a week or so
0: could you also mm. um just quickly for me stash uh look up george goodwin um he's george an artist goodwin. Yeah, there's an artist that I like. Um, um, I don't know if you can go on his Instagram. Um, just on, on I can
1: go.
0: Well,
2: I'll be using the Weaving Web three Instagram that we yeah. will be shortly uh,
0: launching. Yeah, so, so um, oh, it's it's OMG, OMG, I draw, I, uh, Ed edit, but uh, yeah, and then it's that top one. It's oh my god, I drawed it. It's his title, but this guy called George Goodwin. And he oh, does man. these are NFTs, but these are very different from those profile picture collections. These are full art scapes in his particular style. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the guy that did the Tezars, which is a PFP collection. Um, but he does this sort of an art style, and this is just something I want to show you some people that they're not all just he produced a lot of one offs. Um that's the thing that's the
1: thing with nfts there's such a variety right Mm. it's like any artwork you can have so many different utilities to these NFTs, right you can have as you just showed this artist who does amazing sort of landscape sort of thing and he's just i'm guessing he's just selling them as art
0: he sells them as art. Um, this guy he did like he did Tezos, which was like a PFP one that was on the Tezos um blockchain, which was a collaboration yeah. with Object, which is like okay. an open sea bit for Tezos. Um, but a lot of these like, I believe he sells as one off commissions. Uh, but yeah. for me, just personally, like I love that busy, high vibrant art, it looks style. looks so cool, it, yeah. it's, uh, it's very cool and it's very different. And I think that's where just I know like the PFP ones are the very popular ones for people who are like buying, investing, or selling. But I think a lot of those one off commission ones like he's doing there are awesome just to have. Like you could put that put that print on your yeah. wall or put that on some clothing or whatever and just go, it's so unique. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: I know obviously people can make the sort of distinction of well, I don't need to buy it to put it on my wall. I can just sort of save the image and print it. Sure. However, like you can't if- sell
2: it for maybe 50 grand when this guy's
1: become famous you can as as we said right you can own a picture of the Mona Lisa you can own a picture of a Banksy right there is a difference between owning like an official Banksy print right now probably sells for about 30 grand right anyone and loads of people do this right just make their own prints Banksy prints selling for a tenner online right yeah but there is still that differentiation between having an official Banksy print there's, there's why are people paying 29,990 pounds more for an official Banksy print yeah. than the, uh, like yeah
0: NFTs could be called exclusivity tokens and yeah. i think it would be just as reasonable a name you yeah. know be it me- club membership be it anything that anything you want one of one and it is exclusivity and that's what it boils down to. And and some people, like for me included, would I go and spend two grand on a piece of digital art? I personally wouldn't. I potentially would if I thought I was going to make money off of it, because that's the sort of person I am. I don't spend lots of money on art in my personal life, but, but some people love it. And if you, if you're buying art because you love it, that's all well and good if you're buying it because you'd like to use it on other things you've got or put it on your wall and have that exclusivity, then that's great. But I think that's the bit is that the people who are buying things because of the perceived value don't see there's any perceived, and I use the word very seriously, perceived value, because... It could all go to zero any day. Everything is perceived value. (coughs) So like I talked about the clothes, the Hugo Boss suit has got a perceived much higher value. Even if someone told you, oh, it shouldn't be worth this much, you would, if you saw a Hugo Boss suit for 1500 quid, yeah. it's literally perceived value is why discounting works. Mm. Is that if something was two grand and now it's 1500, you go, that's a good deal. That's it might bar. not be still, but that's perceived value. And I think that's the thing that the people who go, well, I can just copy the image. Yeah, absolutely, you can. The perceived value proposition is not there for you, you're not the person who's interested in it. And that's mm. sort of where I land is if stash told me look mate guaranteed money maker on this donald trump nft i absolutely love the blow these nfts are flying i might buy it because like for me there's a perceived uplift in the value that i can sell it later and get more money even if i hate the art but i think if you're buying an but, but stash loves
1: it obviously stash oops. does love the art
0: and, and the absolutely <laughs> but i think that's the thing is it's uh, for me it all comes back to perceived value if your perception of the value is I love the art and I want to keep the art and I think it's really cool, then it will always have value to you, no matter if it's worth nothing on OpenSea. If you're doing it for investing, you shouldn't care if you like the art or not. You should look at things like a rarity sniper and yeah. think, am I getting a good deal? And, and those are the two the camps for me.
1: Yeah, and those two camps exist in NFTs. There are mm. so many people, obviously, in it for the money. There are also so many people in it because they believe in the project. Personally, I'm not really a trader. I'm, as usual, a permanent hodler, Mm -hmm. um, as I said uh, before. And as you know as well, James, I just love music money. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I hold on to these things. Like, I grow attached to them, (laughs) which is the worst thing to do in NFTs, in the NFT sort of thing. Uh, Because, like, I've got – so my – my favorite NFP is my Sappy Seal, which I actually won on a 20, Twitter competition. Um, so back in the day, um, about a year ago, there was like a big boost. It went all the way up to two-eth value, which back then was about £4,000, which I was like. And everyone was telling me to sell. And I was like, should I sell? But I really like my Sappy oh, Seal. <laughs> the and then it dropped all the way back down to 0.5 in the bear market yeah. now it's done a bit better but like at the time i could have sold that bought another project um and been up to like i don't know 15 ETH or something like
0: that now mm. um but you know it's, it's but conversely you, you didn't you didn't have any idea if in a year's time that sappy seal would have been worth 50 eth yeah and
1: that's, and that's the, same. the thing like there are people that are better than this, that are in it for investment, that are in it for trading, that kind of can see these trends, do their research and everything, that have got it down to a am just some guy who won a Twitter competition, got my picture of a seal, and I like that picture of a seal, and I want to keep it.
2: <laughs> and as you should, like, there's nothing wrong with that, but you could have yeah. sold it a few, hour, a few days ago when I told you, then you could have two more.
0: <laughs> Stash. <No. laughs> Sorry, I did so, want to stop, say that. Stop again. kicking the man when he's down. <laughs> he's just something. told us he's lost four grand. You go, oh, you're to me. You can have a couple, but he, he might not have his sappy seal back, and that's the real key. I, that's and, true. Yeah, that's what Chris is saying. Is that it's his sappy seal now, and he doesn't Eight two oh eight is my seal. There are okay. many sappy seals like it, but that one is his full <laughs> metal. When he shaves his head <laughs> and shoots you in the toilets, that's when it's getting <laughs> very serious. But I hope, I hope for everyone. That was a pretty good understanding of what NFTs are, what sort of people buy them, why they buy them, where you can see them and where you can learn a little bit about them and sort of the ethos around them. And I, I personally found it really interesting when Sash was going in and having a look at, um, you know, uh, three lands. That looks awesome okay. to me. Three lands. Not financial advice, but I will be buying some more it's never financial advice on this part i think three lands looks like the word bland but <coughs> that that's not financial advice that's just my my impression but i just yeah. thought it was awesome to go and look at that stuff and i hope that anyone listening or watching at home now understands a bit more about nfts if any of what we said is confusing please let us know uh the email is weavingweb3 at gmail.com and obviously there's always a comment section on youtube and I'm sure, that that's the
1: thing. I'm sure we're going to do more videos on NFTs. Right? Oh, 100%. You, like you, cannot sum up, you cannot sum up NFTs in one 45-minute video, right? Like, the, the amount of variety, the amount of, like, um, I guess, functionality that's available out there that is being developed is pretty insane. And that definitely converted me from being like, oh, it's just a picture, to yeah. being actually, wait a second... This is
0: something that I should look at. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. That's been this week's Weaving Web 3 with me, James. Me, Chris.
2: And me, Stash. But before we finish, I know I have to admit, someone stole my where is this from? So, <gasps> unfortunately, I had to oh, break well, my grandmother's to the cupboard. Person. And I have something else. I'll take out of the box. It is one of my favorite like snacks.
0: You're gonna have to hold it in front of your body, Stash. We can't see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a, a Danish. Salad. I know what that baklava.
1: is. Baklava.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's baklava. Yeah. Oh, oh, Chris is getting his pronunciation out. Baklava. Yeah. How do you Bak- pronounce baklava. it, Stash?
2: Uh, well, I'm post, totally, So I say baklava. So I guess yeah, we, what... we
0: call it baklava
1: in Greece. Baklava.
2: So, so yeah, uh, it's cake. one of like when I. On a night out, one of the best places to go. I used to go. You'd get the kebab, and then you'd need something sweet, and like the
0: sugar, is just and the like. I've the... never had baklava. Yeah. Baklava.
1: You never had baklava or baklava.
0: No, I'm on <laughs> yeah. cultured yeah.
1: swine.
2: Um, Can you guess where it's from? It was like. So
1: is it from like a UK retailer? Yes. Okay, I'll um, tell you, it's from like a the UK supermarket, supermarket. Sorry? Is it from a UK supermarket? Yes,
2: it is from a UK supermarket.
0: Um, is it a high-end UK supermarket? Higher, yes. I think yeah. I think that that is a Waitrose baklava. Okay,
1: okay.
0: Um, are you going to go I, uh, to the same or are you going to go to a different one? Hmm. depending on what chris picks i'm changing my answer but yeah
1: i'm gonna say you know you, like you can say waitress i'm gonna say marks and spencers but that's what, that's
0: what i was gonna go for so i'm gonna stick with waitress. well for the first time ever you are correct chris Yay! Yay! what a victory it's a christmas oh. miracle Christmas miracle. Although it's been released in the New Year, but it's a Christmas yeah, new miracle. New Year's
1: miracle. <laughs>
0: it's a New <laughs> Year's miracle. Oh, fantastic. Awesome. Okay. I hope you have an
2: amazing New Year's, guys, and everyone else who's listening. We are manifesting an amazing future of prosperity, of innovation, technology, and attending conferences will be our next episode because honestly, the shit that's going to be happening this year is going to be the innovation that will power the next bull market.
0: And this is this has been our 2022. And one of our initial goals is to do 52 podcasts in a year, right? So I'm hoping that by this time next year, we can come back and say, we did it, boys. Yes. And even if we're just recording for ourselves, it doesn't matter because we're just going to stick to it and keep at it. So thank mm-hmm. you for, Jim, so much. Getting-
1: you're forgetting, though. It's, it's just going to be you and me and then whoever we get
0: to replace uh, that. Well, of course, yeah, no, yeah, of course. Stash, Stash won't be here. The, <laughs> the, the baklava boy will be gone. But <laughs> I don't know who we'll get to replace him, but a bit, bit more, I don't know. All oh, the eyebrows are going. <laughs> but... I'm, I'm watching, guys, don't worry. No, no, I do. Honestly, though. I'm going to need the location of your wedding. this has been one of my favorite bits of 2022 It's making some friends and doing some podcasting and just having a chat with some guys who are interested in crypto and blockchain and web3 and i'm learning so much from you boys and i thoroughly enjoy it and here's to another year of this absolutely signing off guys
2: have a sick one bye guys bye